Does Jesus beat the universe in an evolutionary tournament of the gods? I know it's a weird question, but let me unpack what I mean using the work of atheist philosopher Daniel Dennett and atheist moral psychologist Jonathan Haidt. Is it weird to think that insights from evolutionary science might actually make Christians feel more confident about the value of the Christian story and Christian community in an increasingly post-secular age? I don't think it is. Let me explain in today's episode of Deep Talks. The well-known atheist philosopher Daniel Dennett, one of the four horsemen of new atheism, argued in his 2006 book, Breaking the Spell, Religion as a Natural Phenomenon, that competition between religions produced more evolutionary advantageous religions. Quote, The memorable nymphs and fairies and goblins and demons that crowd the mythologies of every people are the imaginative offspring of a hyperactive habit of finding agency wherever anything puzzles or frightens us. This mindlessly generates a vast overpopulation of agent ideas, most of which are too stupid to hold our attention for an instance. Only a well-designed few make it through the rehearsal tournament, mutating and improving as they go. The ones that get shared and remembered are the souped-up winners of billions of competitions for rehearsal time in the brains of our ancestors. Dismissing Dennett's reductive physicalism for a moment, is there any validity to the notion of a sort of tournament of the gods where only the best notions of God or other agencies that transcend easily perceivable natural causes emerge victorious as groups and cultures compete for viability or expanded cultural influence. As Jonathan Haidt discusses in his book The Righteous Mind, there's a growing movement of atheists that accept Dennett's line of argumentation, but disagree with Dennett's conclusion that religious belief is a parasite, once temporarily advantageous, but now must be discarded as a necessary step in human evolution. Haidt highlights the work of anthropologists Scott Atran and Joe Henrik, who argue that what emerges out of a competitive tournament of the gods are religions that are ultimately an improvement in making groups more cohesive and cooperative. Ineffective gods, or if I may, ineffective theologies, did not foster as effective group cohesion and cooperation as the gods who emerged victorious from the spiritual kumate, if you will. For Atran and Heinrich, this doesn't necessarily mean that the groups with the less effective religions got wiped out. It most often meant that they likely adopted the more effective variation. Would gods who have an extensive ethical code have an advantage over gods who were capricious and often malevolent like Zeus? As Height highlights, people cheat more often on a test when the lights are dim, and they cheat less when there's even a cartoon-like image of an eye nearby in the room. A god who watches your ethical behavior and pronounces judgments is more likely to motivate group conformity to those guidelines than the god without any moral sentiment or rational moral judgment. Haidt cites clear evidence of this from the work of anthropologist Richard Sosis. Sosis examined the history of 200 American communes founded in the 19th century. Communes are an interesting test case for exploring the effects of traditional religion on social improvement and group stability because they are not built upon family kinship bonds, but can only exist where there are shared values and guiding stories. Communes typically form around groups of people who do not see the moral matrix of the broader culture as effective or optimal and want to build their own micro-societies 
often around different values and stories. In the case of the 19th century communes, they were either organized as religious or secular communes. Sosis discovered that after 20 years, only 6% of the secular communes were still functioning, while 39% of the religious communes continued on. What was the secret ingredient that held the religious communes together and made the secular communes perform so poorly? Sosis identified one key ingredient. The communes that demanded the greater number of costly sacrifices were the communes most likely to survive 20 years after their founding. Most of the secular communes failed within eight years as demands to sacrifice individual good for the sake of the whole did nothing for those secular communities. Sosi's conclusion was that, quote, rituals, laws, and other constraints work best when they are sacralized, end quote. The religious communes afforded even the most basic of social conventions and interactions a deep sense of sanctity. Our secular age is collapsing, not because it has been truly godless, but because it attempted to replace Christian notions of a God who vests in humanity his very image and likeness, a God who takes on humanity to sacrifice himself for the whole of humanity, with a mindless, capricious God that many simply call the universe. Political scientists Robert Putnam and David Campbell assessed the data on the differences between religious and non-religious life in America and found that people who attend religious services, and the vast majority of these in America are Christian religious services, are more charitable. In fact, the more frequently they attend, the more charitable they become. And not just to their church, but to charities that we may commonly call secular, such as the American Cancer Association. As Haidt highlights in his book, committed religious individuals obviously spend more time in service to their church or synagogue, but they also spend more time than their secular counterparts in neighborhood and civic associations. Putnam and Campbell's conclusion was clear, quote, by many different measures, religiously observant Americans are better neighbors and better citizens than secular Americans. They are more generous with their time and money, especially in helping the needy, and they are more active in community life. End quote. If Dennett is right about the best gods winning out in a tournament of the gods, then Christians should have little to worry about with the long-term prospects of the Christian story and Christian community. As Haidt argues, quote, successful religions made groups more successful at turning resources into offspring. Societies that forego the exoskeleton of religion should reflect carefully on what will happen to them over several generations. We don't really know because the first atheistic societies have only emerged in Europe in the last few decades. They are the least efficient societies ever known at turning resources, of which they have a lot, into offspring, of which they have few. <laughs>